adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I'm hoping for that hotel uh, Wi-Fi to come through, Russ. Hey, man. <laughs> I can't blame my my Wi-Fi this time. Well, I'm just hoping it works for you, man. The hotel oh. Wi-Fi is... Yeah, sometimes, it's touch and go. It's touch and go. It's just hit and miss. Like, sometimes it's great. Yeah. There's been times where you or I has been in a hotel, and it's been, like, crystal perfect. clear. Per- perfect. And I, you know what I found is, that, like, it doesn't seem to matter what kind of hotel it is. No. You, th- you, see, at, you think a five-star hotel exactly. is the best one? Nope, exactly. it's, not. it's not. I could be at, I could be at like, a Hampton Inn in Cleveland and get great Wi-Fi. Or I could be at the Diplomat in South Florida and get just the worst Wi-Fi ever because it's not about it's about disconnecting and enjoying the hotel that's why the best hotels don't have great internet so if you ran like if you ran a fantastic hotel Tony one of your things would be uh we're gonna have bad Wi-Fi on purpose why even have Wi-Fi? yeah Yeah, I mean just in case if we needed to you know hey we got it but the point is not to enjoy the internet it's to disconnect from the world and enjoy all of our amenities my wife, my wife and I, like uh, five or seven years ago or whatever, we went to a hotel. We stayed at this unbelievable hotel in Park City, Utah, and we were there for like five days. But two of the days, we just stayed in the room and watched Netflix <laughs> because that's like one of these things you don't get to do. You don't get to sit there and binge watch House of Cards or whatever you happen to be into. Mm-hmm. when you have kids it's like it's not possible like i was talking to Dion miller the other day when i was at house hall about winning time because she was like you know asking about you know a new sh- you know she was looking for a new show to watch or something and i was like you should watch I, you should try winning time maybe it's not for everybody that's okay but i was like hey you ha- you have young kids i'm telling you you can't just be watching this in your living room <laughs> like you know, this is this is Yo, not something you want one of your kids to walk through. Especially when magic gets on the screen. And see or overhear or any of this. Man, so Dr. be warned. Is it is it funny that his name is Dr. Jerry Buss? Why? I don't I don't you'll have to explain to me. No, you don't. We don't have to explain it to you, Jason. We don't have to explain it to you. It sounds like we're, we're it's, that sounds like we're like twenty percent of the way to a segment on uh, to do the uh, the what's that mean segment. We haven't done that in months, <laughs> so that apparently means something. No, it seems it like it means something ironic. It means Tony is an idiot and <laughs> or, or appropriate. Oh my goodness! But you're right, Jason. Like going to the hotel, I think. Everybody expects, oh, you're in some exotic location. Let's just go do a bunch of stuff. Like sometimes the vacation is enjoying the hotel. Like that's okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like I'm a big, if I go somewhere for a week, at least one of those days is going to be me just not doing anything in the hotel, in the hotel room, whether that's go get a massage Go work out and get a massage. Just chill. Eat at the restaurant at the hotel. Watch Netflix for a day. Like that has to be part of the vacation. It's probably Absolutely. different. When you have kids though. Well, sometimes you travel without the kids. Doesn't happen that often, but sometimes you do. But I'm all even with my kids now. Like my kids are my kids are so spoiled. My kids 
run around these five-star hotels that with no sense that like we're, no, we're not, don't do that <laughs> yeah we're not the same as these other people that are staying here you know we're not peasants paying, we're not paying seven hundred dollars a night we're using points uh <laughs> that accrued from all the times i stayed at the hilton garden inn at the detroit airport or whatever covering but ryan yeah, tanner i agree with you though like if i'm if I'm staying at a, if I'm going on a trip somewhere, I want to be at a nice enough hotel that like, if I did just take a day to chill out at the hotel, I'd be happy. I'd be comfortable. It'd be, you know, great room, great amenities right on the beach, for example, or whatever. You're in Miami right now. Is that right? I am. I'm at the JW uh, Marquee in South Beach, not South Beach, uh, in Miami, uh, right off, like it's kind of in Brickell. I think that is a uh, frequent NBA visiting team hotel. Ah, it, well, it's a. There, have you seen uh, James Harden walking around? I haven't seen James Harden around, but you know Miami is playing uh, the Sixers this week. Yeah. Uh, actually, just saw a couple of NBA reporters that I know. Good time, but uh, no, it's a really nice hotel. Like, if I came to vacation and I was at this hotel, they have the spa, they have a great gym. Really good restaurant downstairs. Like I, other than South Beach, like I don't know why you would want to leave this hotel if you're here for a week for a couple of days. Now, are you on assignment in Miami, or are you just enjoying? I am in Miami. No, 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 fifty fifty, or because you've been there for. A, <laughs> I feel like you left Friday, and today's Tuesday, and you're still there. Well, I had another place I needed to visit before. I got to Miami on Sunday afternoon. And I've been working on a story here, actually an interview that I got today went really well. By the time the show comes out on Thursday, it should be out. I'm not going to say what it is just in case it doesn't, but it should be out at that point. I will say uh, a very exciting player on the Miami baseball team I sat down with. So it should be very exciting. Okay. Well, we'll look forward to that. That'll be good. So there we, we go. think we'll see that whenever this comes out. You can just likely the day the pod drops. That check Russ's Twitter for that. There you go. Let's get the let's get the show going here. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host Russ Dorsey coming to us from Miami, and our producer Tony Gill. Welcome everybody. Coming to us from uh, Stephanie's house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. How many? Go ahead. How many nights a week do you stay over there, Tony? Like spend a night? Oh, never spend a night. Um, how many times do I see her a week? Probably see her. How many times do you go? How many days a week do you go to her house? <laughs> Probably like four out of seven. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's such a weird concept to me as someone who got married toward the end of college because college is such a different world where like all of your friends live within a few blocks of each other. Everybody's near each other. So if you have a girlfriend in college, you can see them every day. You just mm-hmm. walk over there. You got what, like a 40 minute drive or something probably from your place to hers? Oh, no, it's 25. Okay. All right. Still. Mm-hmm. Did you hear Tony though, Jason, where he's like, no, I don't never spend the night over here, but I go over here you know, four or five times a week. Mm-hmm. I believe him. Yeah. yeah. It's more than four times a week, by the way. Oh, no, it's not. I go to her parents' house. She goes to my house. How many nights a week do your parents have a small group every Wednesday? Russ seems like he's uh, very skeptical of the information. Oh, very. 
very skeptical. I'm not uh, accusing Tony of anything. I'm just saying I've seen him over there. I know he's he be over there. Well, he does his podcast there. We see every time we see him on these calls, it's there. But I mean, every time you see me on these calls, I'm in my dad's basement and I don't live here. <laughs> I do sometimes want to stay here, though, because like overnight, like just like we record these on Tuesday night. And I'm telling you, there is a there's a bedroom 12 feet from me in this basement. That is the best place you could ever sleep. We we could people could pay my dad to get to sleep in this bedroom. It is cold and dark there are no windows in this bedroom you will get the best sleep of your life you will wake up and not even realize that oh now it's thursday cold and dark is the best bedroom that you could possibly be in russ i'm telling you when i say dark like there's no light there is none zero no light no, not the moon in the room not nothing there's no light there's no window in there and when the door closes it closes completely like it's there's it's it's a it's airtight like you're going to sleep forever in there. Speaking of sleep, Sports Adjacent is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. That's our special link. So don't just go to the normal one. Go to that. When you go to them by that link, they will automatically give you a 23% discount. I've, I've checked this like every week just to make sure everything's working right. It, it's automatic. You don't have to put in a promo code. It automatically gives you 23% off. These incredible 100% eucalyptus sheets. We all have them. We love them. Somebody just the other day was asking me, like, hey, are these sheets, like, I'm thinking about getting them, but, like, are they really, you know, what you guys said? I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like, you can buy them or not. You can buy them or not, but we all love sleeping on these sheets. You know what? The, you know what's sleeping on these? Okay. So if somebody sleeps in the bed with you, they're going to be really happy with these sheets. Okay. You want sheets where when you or someone else gets in the bed, they're like, Oh, I don't think I need clothes anymore. These sheets are perfect. That's a good situation. All right. Am I painting a picture here? Okay. No, you paint a picture. It's vivid. It's a vivid. I'm giving picture. you like the PG version of, but but like if you listen, go look to up. Me, go look up the the Jimmy Butler uh, gif that the Miami Heat got fined for. That's what it's going to be like in those sheets and giggle sheets. I have not seen that, but I think the people that uh, are listening. Either A, they know what I'm saying, like they can kind of read between the lines. You guys get it. Or they know what Tony's saying. Either way. I think we've covered our entire audience by those two remarks. I've seen the Jimmy Butler gift that Tony's referring to, and he is correct. So, look, go on to SheetsGiggles.com slash SA. They'll automatically apply the 23% discount. It's better than pretty much any deal they got going um, throughout the year. And uh, they've got 11 colors of the sh- of the sheet set, which is amazing. If you only get one thing, I'm begging you, please get the sheet set. And you will love it. But, Russ, we were talking a few weeks back, maybe a month back or so, about how they have this uh, throw blanket on their website, yes. but it was sold out. Are it's they back? Sold. It, it is back. The uh, it is. Let me make sure I get the name exactly right here. I got to find this. I can't find it, so I'll just guess. Uh, it is the heavy throw eucalyptus throw something like that it's a blanket that's 100 percent eucalyptus it's back though man it's back heavy throw eucalyptus throw it was it said like it had heavy and it had throw and it had eucalyptus in the title you guys find it just now now i want to look up what it actually is because that's a little producing here yeah, keep going. Or you can ask Tony to do that. That's kind of his job. But no, it uh, is. So, it is. So they already they have like, a sheet I set. I like heavy throw. Eucalyptus, <laughs> eucalyptus throw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
some heavy throw eucalyptus throw. Add that to your bed. Uh, they got they got the sheet set. They got duvets, duvet covers. They got the comforter, all 100% eucalyptus. You, you might be thinking like, what's eucalyptus? I'm telling you, it's, it's like so silky smooth. These sheets are awesome. But now they got the throw blanket and they got it in four colors, sunflower yellow, alpine white, leaf green, and blue bonnet. You don't have to wait. You don't have to like put in your email address to get an alert. It's there right now. You can get it right now. We don't have it because it wasn't available when we were getting the sheets, but I want one now. Yes, All right. So the funniest part is you were like so close to getting here, right? I almost and had it. like and then shagged at the end. And so, it, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's the hundred percent eucalyptus heavy throw blanket. That's what I said. <laughs> that's, that's it. Except you just added throw where you were weren't sure. Well, sure heavy, but- I don't know what comes next. Throw <laughs> eucalyptus. I don't know what comes next. Throw blanket. Yeah. I know it was called a throw blanket, so I just kind of kept hammering that. That made me cry. That's hilarious. I, Good I was job. It does it. come in four colors. It does come Thank in four you. colors. And I think I got the colors right. You did. basically yellow, white, green, and blue. You so you can get one that'll complement whatever you got going on your bed. I I have two sets. Um, Dion Miller, she got a set. She loves it. I'm thinking about getting another set because that lavender color looks very royal. Jason, you talked about it when you were doing the read last week. Like it does look really good on the bed, especially when you have the gray. Like I have the gray duvet. Yeah. And the gray duvet with the purple looks really good. So I'm thinking about getting another set. Um, it's like the bed but no, of a king. Yeah, you you won't regret getting these sheets, guys. And you yeah. can like it comes with two um pillowcases. You can get the additional two pillowcases to complete the set. You don't have to worry. They got you. You just click the little button on the side. It's great. I got I have two sets of the sheets and uh, my bed never goes without them. Like I always Which colors? Sure. Which colors did I, you get? I got the navy blue and I got the uh the French now I don't know the colors, Russ. The French striped French Blue you don't know what roll. cable service you have, so I shouldn't have asked you which color they're, sheets you They're have. like kind of bluish gray and they're striped. They look really fancy. and okay. I, But I always blue, keep one of them clean French, so that when I got to wash blue, one, I can just throw blue, the other blue. one straight on it. What Same. Was the blue French, the row, blue striped throw. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I heard. Is. That's what I heard, Tony. Anyway, you go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Get a Mother's Day gift. It's okay. Like if it's not going to even if by the time you hear this, you can't get it there by Sunday. It's okay. Your mom, your mom knows. Your mom knows you screw things up sometimes. Your mom's going to be very forgiving. Your mom knows as well as anybody that sometimes you're a little forgetful and you're a little late. So if you just tell your write it in the card, just be like, Mom, I got you something really cool. You'll get it in a couple of days. And then she's not going to be mad. When these show up, she's going to be like, all right. All right. Tony did all right on this one. Remember when Tony? Uh, remember when Tony wouldn't buy his own mother a T-shirt that said "Everybody loves Tony Gill." Yep, I remember those days. Do they still got those? Uh, um, I think they do. They probably do. I might have to pull up to the joint. Okay. All the. <laughs> I want to start by talking about something kind of crazy that happened in Chicago media this week. I'm sure you guys please, 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 please. Yes, please, please, please. It's a it's a new it's a startup called CHGO. I think that's what they go by. A lot of people call it Chogo. 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 Yeah, whatever. Uh, They go. A lot of friends over there. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we know people over there. Um, 
they had to fire Lor- uh, Olin Krutz on Monday because wow. at, as they put out, uh, they put out a statement right away saying that they were firing him because he physically attacked another employee. And uh, you just don't really hear about a lot of this stuff. There is a lot of times a little bit of friction between coworkers in any business, but uh, it doesn't usually escalate to something like this. And uh, Jeff Agrest, who covers media, sports media in Chicago for the Chicago Sun-Times, has an article about this right now uh, that he that Olin Krutz grabbed the neck of Adam Hogue, who he works with daily or almost daily on their various podcast. Past tense. Yes. Previously. <laughs> yes. And uh, a few things here are, are shocking to me, Russ. One, I'm surprised anybody ever does this in a workplace because I think most people, even if they have, even if there are some liabilities with a person, they kind of, they kind of, you kind of know when you walk into a workplace which things are acceptable, which things are not. Correct. Owen Cruz, Owen Cruz has been out of the very unusual workplace of pro sports for a long time, mm-hmm. so he should be very familiar with normal workplace rules. It's a little different than the locker room. So, a couple guys get in a fight and are a physical altercation in a locker room. That's kind of, it's not okay necessarily, but it's a little more acceptable than it is in. A regular office, but two, I, I know Adam Hogue a little bit, and Adam Hogue is not an instigator. Adam Hogue is not the guy that is gonna. I, I, if I had to think of whether it's hard to imagine a scenario where Adam Hogue sparks this in somebody because he is very pleasant, very mild mannered. I, I am somebody that that has you know gets under people's skin at times. I'd be I'd expect this to happen to me before I'd expect it to happen to Adam Hogue. No, like I was gonna say, so the three of us, you you've worked closely closest with Hogue. Tony, yeah. you work with Hogue at uh your company. Mm-hmm. Uh they don't pay for advertising, so I won't say their name. <laughs> and I know Adam Hogue from around the way just working in this business. And I agree with Jason, like that's just not the guy that gets grabbed by the neck by somebody like i've heard jason do jason leisure at his workplace one he's really good at it two i could see if if ryan pace decided to grab jason by the neck i'd understand like i'd get it but like i don't get that from adam hogue and so when i saw this i instantly sent it to the chat and was like what has been going on while i was in miami and like it's it's one thing when you have a football player that was known for being gruff and tough like Olin was in his time in Chicago and then when he finished his career in New Orleans um but there comes a point in time where it's like all right you're a you're a a regular person now like you're not you don't work in an environment where you get to hit people for a living and so it's very odd, the entire situation. Because, like, Olin, you know, he's on radio, he works on TV, and then he got this new position at CHGO, and it was just like, all right, like, Olin has been doing his thing in Chicago media, sports media for a while now. He's a really good analyst, all this stuff. But it's just like, this is an incident, incident where it's like, all right, now you become the guy that people don't want to work with because – it's one thing to, you know, not get along with people, but 
when it gets to the point where you're starting to put your hands on people, that's when it's different. And it, I guess it was the response from Olin on Twitter after it came that, out. That, that didn't help. It that didn't not help at all. Oh, my at all. no. You're making it worse. What was the response? Right. Fill people in if they didn't see it. All response. right. So Olin, uh, after it came out, what had happened, and CHGO put out their response about the incident. Um, first, I'll read the CHGO response. On Monday, they tweeted, on Monday morning, an incident occurred in which Olin Krutz physically attacked a CHGO employee. Effective immediately, Olin Krutz will no longer, is no longer with CHGO. Although we were shocked by the incident, we are thankful that the employee is okay. The health and safety of our employees is the of the utmost importance, and we will not tolerate any actions that puts that in jeopardy. End quote. Olin then replies with a meme with of a Mike Tyson quote, which he says, social media made y'all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. End quote. While I may agree with those sentiments at times, I also know that you can't put your hands on coworkers. You can't put your hands on people and not expect a result like this where you are let go from your job, your place of employment. Unlike most people in the world, Owen played in the NFL for a long time. He'll be fine. At the same time, like you, you just because you disagree with something, something somebody says for the most part, like I don't know what happened. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it wasn't to an extent where somebody should have got their hands put on them. I could be wrong, but knowing what I know about Adam Hogue, Jason, you know, you know about Adam Hogue, Tony, what you know about Adam Hogue being y'all have both worked with him in different aspects, different areas of your lives. And it's just like, that's not the dude that gets his hands put on him. Like we all know people in this business. It's like, Hey, somebody yeah. put hands on him. I'd understand. Cause I get it. You, not that you'd understand, but you wouldn't have been that shocked. I wouldn't uh, have been Adam, shocked. Yes. Adam Hogue. Something it's that happened to Adam Hogue would be pretty surprising. <laughs> yes. I, I will say, Russ, like you have to be, we have to be careful. You and I are both journalists and we both take that very yes. seriously. So there are things that are, that are, you might know things about this situation that you cannot report. And if you cannot yeah. report it in the Chicago sometimes, then you shouldn't be saying it recklessly on here. So I, this is not something that I have enough sourcing on to report, but my uh, initial understanding of this situation is that it would be extremely difficult to justify physically attacking somebody based on what was said. Correct. Yeah. I mean, like I know both, people well very well um i work with olin in two different spots i work with hogue in one different spot so um i i I feel like i got a good handle on who these people are um it was it was shocking that to me that olin did it to anybody before i knew who it was in general um because i know olin i never had any beef with olin um olin's always been good to me so when i heard he did this i'm like i mean he something must have happened that that pushed him over the edge where uh the disrespect was just too much um but then i heard it was adam and i was like all right well 
I, I cannot be what Adam did because Adam is a good person. He is a family man. I have worked with him. I have talked with him on many of occasions, just, you know, um, just us just talking. He's, he's just a, very pleasant. I think yeah, that's the best a, way to describe him. He's a very person. pleasant person. Yeah. He's a good dad. Um, so it, whatever it was, and again, people disagree. People have arguments, people have tensions, but it should never get to a point where somebody is putting hands on somebody, it's especially if, you know, over, you know, football or the conversation about football, if that was the case. Because um, I can imagine Adam being disrespectful to, to Olin. Um, I, I, I can't imagine him saying something out of pocket because I just don't think that's who he is. So, um, but to put, to put hands on a, a, a coworker, Right. That's yeah. that is a that is a colleague, a co-worker. Um, this is this isn't this isn't the locker room. And, you know, he may hear this and be like, well, you don't understand. I'm like, OK, well, maybe I don't. I've never been in a football locker room. I've never been a you know, I had two years of high school football that I did not enjoy that. I held up clipboards. So, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd understand what all goes into the honor of being a, a football player. But I know in the real world with real co-workers, you cannot put hands on people like that is just, that is just not okay in the the normal workspace no matter any circumstance and and here's my thing tony like people like olin i like yes, olin you I like olin, olin. Yes. he he's not he's having, not like, Russ, like, he's he's having a great media post career he's doing everybody he's enjoys him yo oh, has been killing it when the George McCaskey stuff happened, everybody rolled took Olin. Olin's, everybody took everybody Olin's side. Yes. Well, you, you look yes. back at you look back at that a little differently. I think in light it, of this. Yeah, like it's one of those situations where just like people like Olin Kutz a lot, and this happens, and then the fact that he responded the way he did, it's like all right now. This just it did just it doesn't sit right. One, I'm always one of those you can't put your hands on people at the same time like i'm also not one for disrespect and i'm one who's like yo if if it gets to that point you have words but putting your hands on somebody and from what this report was by my former colleague jason your current colleague jeff agress was like you put your hands on somebody's throat hey man like that's different levels that's really that one's re- that's really hard when you find out that's what it is because their original statement just said attacked uh yeah that could mean a lot of things that could mean yeah kind of bumped him a little bit that could mean went chest to chest Shoved I mean, him. Yeah. there's a lot of things that could count as physical contact Oof. hands on neck is you can't have that if that's what happened and that's what the sun times is reported if that's what actually happened they had no choice but to fire him over that there's yeah, no yeah. there is almost no explanation that would excuse that or justify that. Olin has uh, Olin has been a compelling personality, and and why the reason I mean reason he was beloved as a player because he was very good, but also because he had this compelling, very fiery personality, and that has translated very well to his yeah. appearances on NBC and on the Score, and I believe he has his, he had his own podcast going for a while. I don't know if he's still doing that or not, or if that became part of CHGO. Um, but I don't, there was never anything to me that suggested that 
he was not in control. And clearly when yeah. you do this in a workplace, again, if this is what, if what's being reported by the Sun-Times is what really happened, um, that is a total loss of control and composure. And that's where I feel like I would hope that he can get some help for that. We've been talking a lot about Adam Hogue. I, I, to my knowledge, Adam Hogue has not addressed this at all. I know the Sun-Times reached out to Hogue. I know that uh, Hogue has not tweeted about this. I don't know if he's mentioned it on any of his podcasts. Uh, he didn't file a police report. The uh, Sun-Times reports that he did not need medical treatment of any kind. But, like, I'm guessing this has not been a good experience for him, that he doesn't want any part of any of this. Yeah. it Like, even though he was the victim in this situation, it's still embarrassing, right? That, yeah, you know, 100%. you're not – you know, circulating because of something uh, interesting that you said or a piece that you wrote. Um, it's because somebody put hands on you. And, you know, that's that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Um, and it shouldn't have happened. And, you know, shout out to, to Adam. Um, and why do we always do that? Give shout outs to people like that. I don't know. You're the one that did it. I don't think I don't I've ever done that. that but, Have yeah, I ever been in the middle of talking someone about someone and been like, shout out to Russell Westbrook? I don't think I have. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like he hasn't said anything, and it's uh, it's it's totally up to him. He may discuss it, um, you know, on his own platform, uh, which is totally fine. But I, I don't know what CHGO you know wants him to do or has asked him to do about it. Maybe they told him. Just just get past it. We already put out the you know the statement, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, like Hogue is attached to the Bears. Like Bears fans love Adam Hogue, um, and for them to have a former Bear put hands on him, it's 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 weird, man. It's weird. It's weird. I feel bad, but the whole situation, right? It's not. It, I didn't laugh at that situation. That's not. That's, those are two people that I know personally. Um, and seeing or you know the situation kind of unfold it it just makes you feel really really bad like the chicago media landscape is yeah everybody doesn't get along right like but there's there's like a uh just just understanding right amongst the media people in chicago that you know hey i may not like you but hey you're in the business just like i am you do the research just like i do or, you know, you, you still come to that media scrum or you still, you know, show up on television, do your job. So there, at least that understanding. But for that to boil over to, to to putting hands on somebody, that that was not OK. This was just additional info from uh, John Greenberg uh, for The Athletic. He says, according to a source before a taping of their Bears podcast on Monday, Hogue and a producer were talking about Twitter reactions to Crooch jokingly walking off the taping of Friday night's draft podcast in response to the Bears not drafting an offensive lineman in the second round. In regard to those comments, Hogue made a sarcastic remark about Crutes being too negative about the Bears draft. At that point, Crutes had just entered CHGO's loft space and heard Hogue's comment yelling at him in response. Crutes then charged at Hogue while he was seated on the video set Hoag's chair tipped back and Crutes grabbed him by the neck before eventually letting him go. According to a source, Hoag tried to defuse the situation and even suggested that they go through with the taping of Monday's podcast. Um, end quote. It's 
from that, it sounds like Olin heard the end of what Hogue was saying. And it, from this, it says Hogue made a sarcastic remark like he wasn't being serious about it. It just. Yeah, man. Well, that matches up with what I was alluding to earlier that I felt like I couldn't yeah. say because I didn't have it on credible enough sources for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, what what John Greenberg reported is what I believed to have happened. Um, and it just that just doesn't seem like much. And, you know, it'd be it'd be nice to hear. Just, you know, from a journalism standpoint, you'd like to hear you'd like to really hear both sides of this. You'd like to hear what Adam Hogue had to, has to say. Yeah. You'd like to hear what Olin Krutz has to say. The Sun-Times contacted Olin Krutz and he said he had no he said he had no comment. Uh, his agent as of Tuesday night, he has not commented. Neither has his agent. So at this point with Olin Krutz, his only comment is the Mike Tyson thing that he tweeted. I mean, yeah. that's going to stand as his only comment. Unless he wants to come out and say something about this. And with Hogue not addressing it, Tony. Um, there'd be a lot of incentive for him to address it because this is something everybody would like to know about. So from a content standpoint to do this on Hogan Johns or on CHGO or something like that, it would be, you know, it'd be good for business and he's not and CHGO is not. So yeah, I, that it just kind of underscores how embarrassing this is for everybody involved, mm -hmm. the company, Olin and Adam Hogue. I'm um, you know, speaking from, you know, a content standpoint, Jason, like, I wonder what, you know, the score or NBC does with that. Um, Agris got a quote from uh, Kevin Cross. He said it's they're under review. It'll be uh, discussed. Um, and Mitch Rosen at the score, they chose not to comment on it. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, with Olin going forward, again, he's a beloved figure uh, in Chicago. But you know, if if you can't operate in a in a in a workplace for you know for something that little, like people crack jokes all the time in the business, especially you know amongst each other, and that was a light one, like that wasn't even that was nothing, just a, a sarcastic remark about being negative about the draft. Based on John Greenberg's report, yeah, that's not. Yeah. That's, That's not anywhere close yeah. to justifying when, the reaction. When, you, when you're taking yourself that seriously all the time, like, bro, this is a – the sports media space is supposed to be fun, right? Like, it's it's supposed to be fun. But when you're automatically assuming the worst like in a space, you can just go up and say, hey, what do you mean by that? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like, to get a better understanding, you just went right – for the worst of the worst, when Olin knows Adam, Adam has been around for a long yeah. time. They work together at NBC they do a show Chicago. together. Yeah, like yeah. you can just say, "Hey, did I, I, I think I misheard something." Like yeah. assuming the worst about somebody is the worst. They have been doing this show together for a right. while. Like besides I, NBC Sports Chicago, right? I hope that I hope that between now and uh, I hope as soon as possible. I hope Olin. We all have bad days. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully your bad day or your bad judgment in a moment doesn't lead to something like this. But yeah, I, hope I, I hope he can see that this was wrong to do. And I hope he, you know, had, with a clearer head, apologizes for this. You know, I don't know if that'll happen between now and when this comes out on Thursday morning. But you would like to see 
some resolution to this. Russ, have you seen much or any of this in your career? Have you seen guys on beats, uh, you know, build up toward something like this or even, you know, get to the edge of this? I've seen and heard stories being the young guys is like, yo, this once happened. Like I've seen, but in with my own eyes, I've seen fights within a beat. Right. I've seen verbal, verbal fights. Yes. I've seen verbal fights within a beef. I've seen the threatening of violence that never gets there because nobody's about it. I've seen player media strife and tension. And then you see player player strife that does sometimes get to the physical aspect. But never have I seen something to this extent where um, media members, because that's what Olin is at this point. Like you, this is not Olin the football player. This is Olin the media member. Yeah, putting. I've never seen media members put hands on each other, um, in a situation like like this is. I think everybody has been. It's kind of trying to figure this out for themselves because we haven't seen something like this, especially two guys that have been in the Chicago landscape, you know, Hogue in on the media side from the WGN days, then NBC sports Chicago days, then now the CHGO days. And then Olin from, you know, he Olin's a legend in this city um, because of everything he's done on the field and then turned it to a, a really solid career off. Like it's just, it, does like it doesn't make sense like you the i think the first for me personally the first thing i saw when i read it, i'm like nah man olin didn't put his hands on like i know olin's about it but like i didn't think olin would put his hands on somebody and then finding out who it was like i had assumed it was somebody i like honestly i thought it was the other guy that's on their podcast like i didn't think it was whole like my mind went instantly. <laughs> it's not. It's not Hogue, and that's nothing against the other dude. I don't but think I'm it'd like, be Nick either. Nick's like pretty mild mannered as well. I like. I don't know Nick. Like I'm just. But my mind was just like it can't be Hogue. Like that's why I was shocked when it came out today. Like it was Hogue. If you heard somehow it was me, you'd be like, mm. no, a hundred percent. I'm like, ah, I, I want to. I want to put my hands on Jason sometimes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, like I've heard you in in your element. You are, I'm going to say aggressive, but I don't mean it to sound the way it sounds. You, you don't play games when you're in there, nor should you. But I could see if Ryan Pace or Matt Nagy caught you in the street, (laughs) right? Like I would, like, I'm not saying Matt Nagy should put his hands on you. But if I said, if he approached you a jewel, it was like, ew, come see me. Like, I wouldn't be shocked. Well, I think in that regard, there's always been, for me, there's always a separation between criticizing someone's work and respecting them as a person. For sure. I, I respect Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace as people. I I have strong criticism and had pretty much the entire time strong criticism of their work performance. But that's part of the deal. Yeah. That, I think that's what you sign up for when you walk into head coach or general manager or even player uh, jobs to one extent or another, but where I, it can get me in trouble is with the other media members, because I like to joke around. I don't, I, I don't usually ha- have any ill feelings toward anybody, yeah. but like, you know, I'm, will crack jokes at people's expense to be funny. And I I've dialed that way back though. 
because I saw early in my career that like not everybody thinks that's funny. Not everybody oh, yeah, thinks yeah, that yeah. you these media that? people low key kind of sensitive. Low hey, key. hey, hey, come on, Tony, say that. Well, <laughs> say yes, that. but also some also like I think you know to be fair to them, I think there were times where I didn't realize I was pushing somebody's button too much, and things kind of built toward something like this. It never came to any any kind of physical altercation. I did have one time in a press box, I had another reporter stand up and say, let's take this outside. <laughs> but wait, wait, but to, but Jason, you have to tell people where you were because you told me the story. You told Tony the story, but I don't think I have. It. I told you the story. Uh, yeah, the, the high school game, right? No. no or college. So. It was college. Yes. When yes, I was covering University of Florida, of all the yes, random things yes. to be covering, this was covering University of Florida baseball. So when I covered <laughs> Florida, I, I mostly would cover football. You, That's much like the NFL. That's pretty close to year round. Mm-hmm. Florida happened to have good basketball when Billy Donovan was there. So that gave you something to do too, some variety. But you would always kind of finish out your work year in the spring covering, you know, University of Florida baseball, which was also very good. And they would play in the playoffs and whatever. But uh, there was a, there was a reporter there that uh, I had been, he, he was kind of talking a lot about baseball strategy and I throughout the game and I disagreed with most of it. And uh, we had had what I thought was kind of like a joking around type relationship, but apparently it went too far for him. Something I'd, he had said something and I'd kind of mocked it uh, while we were sitting next to each other in a press box. And he stood up and he said, do you want to go take this outside? Like he was, oh, he's not about it. He's not he about was ready it. to go. No, he uh, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, no, no, you know, when somebody says, up, no, no, if he was about it, he would have had it right there. Uh, when, when you said okay. you want to take All it right. outside, no, 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 he wasn't ready for it. You could have well, got him right there if you wanted to. He would not have been ready for it. I can tell you right now, I'm not, I'm not getting in a fight at work. Probably not getting in a fight almost anywhere, but I'm definitely not getting in a fight at work. Like, I'm not blowing my career over. Oh, uh, no, you ain't have to. Russ gonna send the hitters. <laughs> Russ, 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 Russ and the hitter is going to come through uh, Listen, as he man. likes to say uh, <laughs> the weirdest thing was I he, I was like um, well oh are you serious like, at first I didn't believe he was I thought he was For kidding real? he but, thought he was joking oh, when he pulled his chair back and stood up I'm like mm, he's serious okay uh, so I, was like, I was like guy. no I do not want to get sit in a fight down, my guy. <laughs> no I do not want to get in a fight at work uh, and you know We'll just go back to covering this baseball game. Well, the craziest thing was that was on a Saturday or a Sunday. I think it was on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, the next morning I had to report for ju- jury duty in Alachua County, Florida. And guess who was guess who was also at jury duty? That guy. Your that boy. reporter was also at jury duty. It was so <laughs> random that, that we both show up at the courthouse that day, not over our incident, but over apparently someone else's incident. And uh, – he was like, couldn't have been happier to see me. He was like, Jason, hey, what's up? And he's like shaking my head like it never happened. And he's like, hey, when they let us out, do you want to go get lunch together? Absolutely hey, not. Good for him. He threw it in the sea of forgetfulness. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Uh, see, I'm cool with that, Tony, but you have to, you, we have to, we can't pretend like that didn't happen. Yeah. You yeah, can't, pre- yeah. like, 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 I, well, yeah. we just talked about it. So, like, Ho can't pretend that Olin didn't put hands on him. He, well, he, he, isn't addressing it, but, um, but at I, this but point, I, I agreed to that. Cause I'm always like, I'm always like put out a fire, man. And I always, as in generally, 
in general, as a person, always, uh, you know, maybe this doesn't apply to every situation, but I generally, generally feel like when peace is offered to you in any situation, you take it. When someone wants to make peace, you take peace. You always take that. So we went out to lunch. We went out to like the little Quiznos downtown and had a nice lunch and everything was good. I got to see this person like every day during baseball and basketball season. I I don't want, and I, and I like, kind of like the person, like, I I don't know. There hadn't been a lot of people that I've worked around on beats that I didn't like. There's just been times where I think, especially when I was younger, I, you know, people got tired of me chirping at them, even though I meant it in, in fun. I meant it jokingly. Uh, They didn't always take it that way. And I kind of learned from that, that like, you got to be careful. You don't always know how something's being received. You think you're joking around. Somebody else might not feel that way. I just feel like part of accountability is, hey, I messed up. I apologize. I'd like to move forward if that's cool. Then cool. Like if we want to forget it, we can forget it and be cool. Like I, I had we I've talked about a moment like that I had on this podcast where I didn't talk to somebody for two years because mm-hmm. of something they said. And me, I wasn't even the person that probably should have I was like, look, I know we had beef. I don't want to have beef anymore. And I just want to tell you that person apologized told me where they were wrong and then like we're cool now like it just has to be a level of accountability especially as adults like i understand if kids uh old like older teens whatever even in your younger adult years you don't necessarily understand why accountability is important but i think like the older you get the more you realize like hey man i did something here that wasn't right i look back it was the wrong thing to do but at some point you have to realize like, hey, I was wrong and take accountability for that. Like you just can't just go on with life acting like it's cool and like it didn't happen. This is bullshit. Time to call out the world's hypocrisies with bullshit. High quality bullshit. <laughs> world class designer bullshit to be sure. Bullsheet, presented by Sheets and Giggles. They just say whatever they think will interest the audience or make it appear that they know what they're talking about. And what comes out is bullshit. Russ, I Call Bullsheet is our weekly segment brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. And uh, we're all ready to call some bullshit today. Sheets and Giggles, by the way, you can go to their website, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA and automatically get 23% off at checkout of anything you get. So you can get the sheet set, you can get a duvet, comforter, all this stuff. I got to be honest with you. Look, by the time you hear this, it's it might be too late to get it there in time for Mother's Day. But I got a workaround for you. You can do this. I've done this before. I'm not. I this isn't. There's nothing wrong with this in my book. Sometimes you're a little late ordering a gift. What you do is tell me if you think this is a good idea or not, Russ. You print out like a picture of whatever it is you got them, whether it's a pair of shoes, bed sheets in this case comforter, the heavy throw, heavy eucalyptus, heavy blanket throw, uh, any of those things, you print out a little picture of it and you, you put that in the card or you put that in a, in, in a present. That's not bad, right? That's a decent workaround if something's That's not going to get there on time. Your mom is going to understand. That's one of the best things yeah. about moms is like your mom will cut you some slack. 
So your mom yeah, will be all right sure. if this this shows up. Like, just tell her, hey, you're gonna get a nice surprise in the mail in a couple of days. And they have a thing on there. You can they you can mark it if it's supposed to be a gift, and you can put a nice little note in there on sheetsgiggles.com/sa. You'll automatically get twenty three percent discount a 23 percent discount applied at checkout no promo code needed if you use our link sheetsgiggles.com slash sa russ i want to start by calling bullshit on what this has become like my favorite punching bag but i want to i want to call bullshit on espn and their coverage of tennessee titans quarterback ryan Tannehill's press conference on tuesday um some of what espn does i almost want to say it reminds me of tmz but I have actually spent an unusual amount of time over the last year looking at TMZ, whereas I don't typically visit TMZ. I, I Spoiler alert, I use it to find information for our rundown a lot of times. <laughs> TMZ actually seems to have some standards. Like, they're reporting goofy stuff, but they seem uh, – anyway. Uh, I didn't like the coverage of Ryan Tannehill's press conference. Let me just read you the headline. This is your first sign that something's yeah. wrong with this. Tennessee, this is a long headline, so bear with me here. Uh, Tennessee Titans QB Ryan Tannehill sought therapy after playoff loss, comma, says it's not his job to mentor rookie QB Malik Willis. Uh, that's a sharp turn. Yeah, From very had much to go so. to therapy because he was so wrecked by their yeah. playoff loss to, uh, you know, portraying that he's not enthusiastic about tutoring the guy that they brought in to take his job. Um, that if the headline's that long, you're doing something wrong. If the headline's that long, this needs to be two separate stories. Some of the things he said about the, the state he was in after this playoff loss, Russ, was, quote, it was a deep scar. He said he couldn't sleep right for weeks. Quote, he was in a dark place. And, quote, it took a lot of work to get out of it. Going from there to trying to stir controversy with him and Malik Willis is quite a detour in my opinion. And you always see these headlines. You'll see, oh, so-and-so says this or whatever. And I always think like, I want to see them say it. I want to hear and see the press conference where they say this. I want to know what the yeah. question was. I want to watch their body language, their tone. I want to hear, I want to hear it out of their mouth. He didn't say like Malik Willis can go bleep himself at all. He said that they're going to compete like quarterbacks do like, players at any same position do. And if Malik Willis learns from him, Malik Willis, a third round pick, a rookie coming in, Ryan Tannehill, uh, I'm not sold on him at all as a serious starter on a winning team, but he's been in the league for 10 years or so. Like Malik Willis will probably learn some things from him. Ryan Tannehill has had a decent career. He said that if Malik Willis learns some things along the way from him, then that's a good thing. That's not very controversial. No. Yeah, that's like... It's like uh like in, in the Dragon Ball uh super manga, uh the god of destruction, Lord Beerus, he was like, Hey Vegeta, I know you hating over there on Goku. I'm gonna work out some stuff. And if you wanna watch, you can pick up some stuff. I'm not gonna teach you with nothing, but you can watch and you can pick up some stuff. And I was like, Dope. And I felt like the same thing about this Ryan Tannehill situation. It's like <laughs> it is it isn't his job. It's what not my job talking about. I, I didn't understand any of that, but go ahead, continue. It's, it's fine. Real ones no, real ones no. Um but yeah, like it's not his job. Like his job is to win football games and to be the best quarterback that he can be. It, it does not say under his contract, I have to also teach this guy. Like I'm pretty sure he's going to be his colleague. He's going to be respectful. I'm pretty sure if Malik has questions that Ryan will be there to answer them if he has questions about what's going on. But 
he's not going to distract himself from his goal of winning a Super Bowl with this team, which they put him in very good positions to be a winner in Tennessee. He's not going to distract himself from that number one job to, you know, be a babysitter and nothing like that. Well, he Russ, he's hanging on to his career too, by the way. He's 33. Yeah. He's in his either last or second to last year of his contract, depending on how things shake out. Um, he's got a lot at stake. So it's a lot to say, hey, uh, you know, save your career, extend your career, and tutor this guy that we brought in to probably replace you if he's good. So I think that Ryan Tannehill is saying basically like there's coaches for that, and I have my own problems to worry about. And if he learns from me and we have he, – he indicated in no way that he has like – that he's got iciness toward Malik Willis. But I didn't – I think the thing I'm most calling bullshit on is – I don't think we can wrap in a story about him being in such a bad place mentally that he had to go to therapy and had to do a lot of hard work and couldn't sleep right to trying to stir this controversy. What do you call him bullshit on, Russ? Well, I'm going to let Tony go because I, I should probably go last for mine. I'm going to call it bullshit on Tony making all these Goku. Goku? Is that what you said? Yes. Yeah, Goku. You never he's never watched Dragon Ball Z, Tony. Oh, come on, man. Well, is it I pronounced said, Dragon Ball Z or is it just Dragon Balls? What is it? No, there, all right, no, there's different series. There's the Dragon Ball series, that's the starter. Then there's Dragon Ball Z, then there's Dragon Ball Z Kai, then there's Dragon Ball Super. Okay. On, get your, get your, get your, this is like oh, some no. kind of karate cartoon or something. This is like Pokemon. It's not a cartoon. Don't don't you ever disrespect the anime community by calling it a cartoon. It's not a cartoon. Okay. Right? All right. I'm All playing right. on you. Tell me. You understand me? <laughs> We're gonna have to put out a statement. Our statement's gonna say what happened. Yo, our statement for our statement's the, gonna say Jason account. We not gonna have no fancy statement that's on this bl- the the no. black gray scale. Right. It's gonna be like, yo, Jason smacked the shit out of Tony. No, 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 the other <laughs> way around. No, it's gonna be a statement from Russ, who will be the yes. you know the only employee that uh, of the company <laughs> that isn't embroiled in scandal. And Russ's statement will say, Jason rightfully got the <laughs> smacked out of him by Tony for saying some stuff, some wild stuff about Dragon Balls. <laughs> Neither employee works here anymore, and Russ is getting all the money. <laughs> <laughs> Russ has agreed to a 100% buyout with himself. Sounds good. Go ahead, Tone. What do you got? What do you call him bullshit on? So I'm calling bullshit on uh, NFL scout because he no longer works for the Bears, Chris Prescott. Um, in, in, in a cool way, and I thought it was cool that Ryan Poles let the people that scouted the player that they drafted come out, do the press conference. I thought that was great, and I feel like everybody should do that. It was very transparent. Um, they know more. Like it shows you how the system works, where like every GM isn't looking at every single player in the draft. That's just that's just impossible. So you hire people to go look at these players, and you trust their opinion, and then you make your final decision. That's how it's supposed to go. So Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace, I'm gonna keep making that mistake. I've done it. I've done it in print. <laughs> Ryan Poles um, sent out uh, his uh, his guys to talk about the players that were drafted, and one of them yep. was Chris Prescott. Chris Prescott had the job of discussing uh, the Bull, the Bears' second pick, uh, Jaquan uh, Brisker, uh, safety from Penn State. And this is what he described uh, in talking about said player. 
and die with him. It's how he communicates. Like, he's very direct. Uh, you kind of feel like a presence about him. So, like, when you meet him, um, you kind of just have this. It's just a good feel. Like, you feel like a tough, uh, hard-nosed kid that you know is, like, he's a, what do we call it, Ph.D.? You know, poor, hungry, and desperate. Like, he's, like, football is his life. Like, this is this kid's life. So, like, it's, there's a really, there's a lot to like about that when you see a guy who's so passionate about football. What is, yo, what are we doing here? Like, mm-hmm. and it kind of, it, it kind of opened up the Pandora's box a little bit. It's like, why are you talking about, you know, black athletes in that manner? And what are you saying in private if that's how you talk about them in public? Like, that uh, acronyms always bad in my opinion they're lame they're cliche i hate all of them i hate that matt eberflus does it but that's his bag it's whatever if they're good it doesn't matter but phd poor hungry and desperate like what do you like what does that mean like what are you trying to insinuate there's other ways to describe what i'm assuming he was trying to say other than using that language about a black player like I, i can't believe that he he said that um, especially with the group of of scouts that went out there, right? They were major- he was the only white scout that went out there to talk about a player on that Bears staff. There's a lot of minority um, hires that Ryan Poles made um, in that room. So I'm like, it, does he the only one say that, or is that just acceptable verbiage amongst scouts um, at this level? Like, anyway, no matter what the situation was, it was whack. I'm calling bullshit on it. Um, he's no longer with the Bears. I don't know if they just hire um, just a blanket group of scouts just to scout for that team, um, or was he a continual employee, or whatever the case may be. He does not work for the Bears anymore. I don't know if it was coincidence, but he's not there. So I'm calling bullshit on uh, Chris Prescott. It's not clear exactly why he was fired. Usually when a new GM takes over, they keep all the scouts in place until after the draft and then they make any changes they wanted to make. So it could have been for that. It could have been planned anyway. Um, but it also could have been for those comments. I think that when you say that, I think he, he just, he just volunteered that. I mean, that was so common and, and normal for him to blurt out. He volunteered that. And I think to reduce a, a player's personality to that is a mistake and I think to use PhD very ironically in that case is mm-hmm. also insulting. All right. So the thing I we usually use bullshit as something both factual and informative, but also comical in nature. Okay. This week I chose to go in a different direction. It's pretty serious. I'm gonna keep it short, but I think I'm I'm calling bullshit on policing women's bodies this week. Mm. And two so politics. I'm I'm going to keep it short too many times in our country do people with how do I say this Tony too many times do people who who aren't women get to control what women do and that's unacceptable and it shouldn't be that way and it feels like in 2022 we should know better and should do better. And I know people years and years ago thought, you know what, in the future, it's going to be different. Our kids won't have to worry about it. 
and therefore we are. It's really sad. And yeah, I, I think you you realize like the world isn't as great as you want it to be, even in the future, what people thought thought where we would be at at this point isn't where we are. So sad, call him bullshit on it. I'm not going to get too much into the weeds on it because Tony's right. Like, look, we we've we we try to toe the lines of things on this show, but it's been a crazy week and you can do your own digging on stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm calling bullshit on police and women's bodies, especially for dudes who have penises, because you'll (laughs) never know what ladies go through. So. There you go. That was quite a Jay- landing on that. <laughs> Jason, insert sponsor here. <laughs> uh, rather than go right to the sponsor, we could go to <laughs> Please. I, I have a general roundup of the smattering of bullshit that's been happening in sports this week, if you'd like a little bit of that. Oh, please, please get us uh, get a buffer between well, that and like sponsor. Talk, like, I feel like me and Tony both had very good sports-related bullshit but uh, it's been raining. There's just a smattering of bullshit going on. It's been it's been a rainstorm of bullshit over the past week. You know, that usually happens around the draft. Uh, we can call bullshit on Odell Beckham reporting Debo to the Patriots. That was stupid and unfunny. I, I don't really get it. I, I don't think that was a hilarious joke by Odell. It was not. Uh, we can call it on Jack Harlow for messing with the knobs oh, on the back yeah. of a camera yeah. woman's camera while she was trying to work. At Bucks Celtics game one. Yeah, come on, come on. That's that's just celebrities thinking everything they do is funny. Everything they yeah. do is adorable. Everything they do is beloved. That's just thinking, oh, you know, a normal person messing with this person's device while she's trying to work wouldn't be funny. But me, Jack Harlow doing it, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. And uh, we can also call it on the NFL's investigation of Browns coach Hugh Jackson's claim that uh, he was not incentivized to tank. Most of the investigation was based on information that was provided by the Browns and interviews <laughs> with people from the Browns. So of course they're not giving over or saying anything that would indicate this. And uh, even if they were nobody, even the Browns uh, is dumb enough to put that in an email or something. So it can be found later. So a lot of bullshit. I'm like ankle deep in bullshit this week in sports alone, just in sports. Uh, calling bullshit as always is brought to you by sheets and giggles. I would again recommend that as a great gift for Mother's Day or Father's Day. Like you could actually, I mean, this would be really easy to do for Father's Day and you'd be prepared well in advance. Uh, but you can go on there and you can get 23% off if you visit them via sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. They'll apply it automatically at check at checkout. There's no promo code needed and uh, you can get the same awesome 100% eucalyptus silky smooth sheets that we sleep on and love. Russ, would you like to hear the news we didn't get to on today's show? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, it starts with baseball. There's an interesting Mm. baseball story that happened Monday in Atlanta. Tony, I don't know if you saw this or not, but Mets pitcher Chris Bassett thought that he'd gotten out of a jam in the fifth inning on a called third strike and walked off the mound as anyone would when they thought they'd thrown a perfect strike for a strikeout to end the inning. Uh, But then the umpire, Chad Fairchild, called it a ball. Pretty unremarkable. This happens from time to time. But uh, what I liked and found interesting, Russ, is that 
after the inning, once Chris Bassett got out of this inning against the Braves, Chad Fairchild got his attention and motioned to him that, hey, I missed the call. I missed it. My mistake. Patted his chest. Say that was on me. And uh, I want to kick it to our MLB insider, Russ Dorsey. Russ Dorsey, excuse me. You become Russ Dorsey, according to Tony. Do this. Got yeah. it. MLB sports adjacent. And when you're when you're the Bally's MLB insider, it's Russ Dorsey, your proper name. Do you go yeah. by Russ or Russell on there? Uh, Russell. Russell R. Dorsey, baseball insider. Bally's <laughs> sports. But over here. Over here, with this professionalism, it's sports-adjacent MLB insider Russ Dursey. Got it. Give us some more on this, Russ. What do you think? Don't you think that if umpires – because they miss calls. Don't you, don't you think if they did this a little more often, it would engender some goodwill and everybody would kind of understand? Yeah, I, I, I actually liked it because I'm going to say, look, the human element of being an umpire, it's there. I think for me, it's part of the reason I don't think um, uh, like going to an automated umpire, the robo ump, whatever, I don't think that fixes your issues in baseball. I like the human element of umpiring. I do think there should just, we should tighten up the screws a little bit, but like I, I appreciate somebody being willing to say, "Hey, I messed up." Because I think a lot of times with umpires, officials, whatever, there's now ego involved. Where yeah, I'm my job is in front of the world, and so everybody can criticize me for a mistake that might be my only mistake in a lot of games that I do. Now it's oh, you're the worst official in the world, or you're the worst umpire in the world. There are some umpires and some officials where it's like, yo, you're consistently bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, Angel. I'm not saying names. I'm just saying there are some you're like stridently and emphatically bad and no humility. Correct. And- correct. And then, then you try to make it seem like you're not. That's one thing. But like, look, some things are going to get missed. It's the game moves fast in a lot of different sports. You're not going to catch everything all the time. Sometimes you make a mistake. And for somebody to say, look, I made a mistake. I appreciate, I can appreciate that. Um, well, this actually go. meant a lot to Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett said later, I have no problem if an umpire misses a call. That happens. But especially if an umpire just accepts that, well, what am I going to say? It is what it is. He goes on to say, uh, I say all the time that, it was a strike that he thought a particular pitch was a strike. Then I go back and look at it and they're right. So I ain't going to be mad at no umpire. I'll tell you that. There you go. There you go. It's a good resolution of the whole thing. Uh, over to the NFL, Russ, this is another kind of baseball. Let's can we, can we keep Russ Dursey here for a second, even though this is an NFL story. Um, Deandre Hopkins of the Cardinals has suspended six games for using PEDs dropped his appeal. So him and his agent are shocked, but they also dropped the appeal. Six games is incredible. That's more than a third of the NFL season. And Tony was telling us in the break that, like, he doesn't care when people use PEDs. People in general, I don't think, care at all if football (laughs) players use PEDs. This somehow gets covered way differently and treated way differently in baseball. Yeah. I – I look at it this way. 
in football. Well, one, Tony, explain for the folks who might not have heard your past. I know you've talked about it a little bit on pod, but like for people who might be new to the podcast, we always got to assume we have new listeners. Explain why. And then I'll explain my part. Yeah, I mean, I just don't I don't feel no ways for people that take uh, performance enhancing drugs because ultimately I, the consumer, is going to benefit from it. Um, And again, it's some of that stuff is a danger and a risk to their own bodies. Um, I get that part um, if they want to make that argument. Uh, But overall, if a guy is doing what he can or a gal um, is doing what they can to get back on the field of play, um, and it's typically recovery is the issue. Um, they're not trying to really get a distinct, you know, physiological uh, advantage. It, it, it's more of the recovery aspect. Like it takes a lot to perform at the levels that they perform at. Um, and just rest doesn't get you from week to week, uh, especially from football. Um, so, yeah, like if if a guy and, you know, who wants who is excellent, at his job, uh, hasn't had a long injury history. This is probably like the longest stretch for his career, personally, in, in D-Hop. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. They, it, It's on the list. It's fine. Like, he's going to get suspended. I don't think of him any differently. He is excellent among excellence. I assume he's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. He's a great player. I don't feel any differently about DeAndre Hopkins. Russ, everything he said is probably the majority opinion. And mm-hmm. the, the reaction, if anything, to this is like, oh, man, that stinks for my fantasy team. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't invalidate his entire career the way it seems to in baseball. No, I think uh, for me in baseball and a guy that was in the news this week in mm-hmm. Robinson Cano, right? DFA by the Mets. With Robinson Cano for a long time, it looked like, OK, this is the best second baseman of this generation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the best hitters of this generation, was a key contributor on the Yankees 2008 World Series Championship team, Gold Glover, like the whole shebang. And then he gets popped for steroids for 80 games in 2018, right? You can do the D hop where it's like, yo, I had no clue what was going on. I had no clue that this, I was taking the supplement and it had this antibox steroid in it, or I, it had this thing in it that set off the the test that's one thing on the other hand he also tested positive in 2020 then was suspended for all of the 2021 season all of last year and then a guy who thought was thought of being a hall of famer now has zero zero chance of making the hall of fame like that's why i see it as different i think in, in d hop's situation where it's like this guy's been one of the best players in football since he came into the league and then in the season where he gets injured then all of a sudden he tests positive for this does he get more benefit of the doubt because he there's been nothing like this before probably like Julian Edelman also had a, a situation like this so careful I yeah, I know. I, I look. I know he came at like I've been called the N word a lot because of talking about Julian. Whoa, not by so, not by Julian Edelman. Not not by Julian Edelman, but people who are fans of Julian, Julian Edelman, Edelman in right. the Boston area uh, have called me the N word because I've talked about him on Twitter. But 
and neither here nor there. He also got benefit of the doubt. I think Hop gets that. Don't let it happen again, though. I don't think it'll matter if it does, Russ. I don't think it. I think if I think there's something culturally about football where people just don't pearl clutch about this the way they do in baseball. I think a guy could have this happen three times. And if he's great, he's still going to be a Hall of Famer. Still going to be, well, that's up to the media. So the media might be a little more that way, but not going to be viewed any differently by the, by the fans. I don't, I I just, I know Tony don't care. And I don't know fans might not, like to me, like you shouldn't, I don't think uh, you don't know what hops intentions were here. You will never know. I just don't think cheating should be rewarded. Like there are consequences that come with it, which is why, and I've talked about it on here, like with Barry Bonds not going to the Hall of Fame or Roger Clemens not going to the Hall of Fame. Like I'm not up in arms. Like were those two of the best players that have ever played? Absolutely. Did they cheat? Yes. And part of that consequence is no, you Barry Bonds, you don't get to go in the Hall of Fame on the first ballot like you probably should have. You don't get to go in the Hall of Fame. You have to watch other people go in who you were better than in your period. Yeah. Because you did something that was against the rules. Like you use performance enhancing drugs. And because of that, this is the consequence. So, like, there you go. Uh, uh, we gotta move on. <laughs> okay. All right, Tone. Russ. Peter McIndoo, founder oh of the God. Birds Aren't Real movement and friend of the show. Is he a, is he a friend of the show? Yeah, <laughs> he is. He, well, he did a sit down on Sunday with 60 Minutes. And uh, he did very well on there. He did a little better on there than he did on our show. Can I say, he Peter McIndoo has gone, you know, if, to, to get from our show to 60 Minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was, he was one of our first guests. And then he ended up on 60 Minutes. Good for Peter McAdoo. Like, if nothing else, that's a hell of a climb. Yes. Shout out to us. Okay. Also true. He he was, he had his moments on our show. It was not, it was a little bit underwhelming. It would have been good if Tony, (laughs) Tony, Tony bailed on it. It would have been good to have Tony. I think him and Tony could have created some magic. No, uh, he wouldn't have. It didn't, it didn't work out. But Birds Aren't Real is working out very well. Um, he did the interview in two parts. He did it first as the birds aren't real guy. And then he kind of broke character and was like, look, this is why I'm doing this. This is a parody movement an admission. This is a parody movement ah, meant, finally. meant to finally conspiracy theories that are running wild in our society right now. Oh, man. Yes. Everything I pressed them on in ours. Yeah, come on, man. You can't let 60 minutes break. You made it. Russ tried. Russ tried. I tried. I was like asking him questions like, hey, did you hear that the Utah Jazz plane <laughs> hit some birds and had to uh, redirect? And Russ is like, all right, is this serious? Are you making enough money to eat? I'm worried about you. Are you OK? And those are nah. some of the 60 minutes questions that were asked. I I almost uh, I wanted to make a joke. I almost put hands on Jason and then Tony, you would have to make a statement about it because <laughs> Jason was on here talking about. He was really all in on this birds aren't real thing. And I'm like, all right, dog, is this a bit? And like, I would text, I texted Jason about a day prior. He was like, oh, I don't know. Is it a bit? I guess we'll find out. I'm like, Jason, I swear to God. We went back and forth on this for a month with Russ texting (laughs) me like, 
Hold on, does he really believe this? And I'm, I'm like, like, dog, if it's a bit, just tell me and we'll play it like we'll play it up. But like Russ, Jason would Russ be like, I don't me, know. Is it a bit? Well, you would text me every couple of days asking me, is he serious about this? Yes. And my response would always be, sounds like a great interview question. When you have <laughs> I'm him like, on. Jason, I'm a fuck you. Which is driving Russ nuts. Uh, a couple of revelations from the 60 Minutes interview, Russ, and then we'll move on. Okay. He started this movement by accident. He went to uh, he was at University of Arkansas as a student. And Peter McIndoe, there was a, uh, a protest the day after, I believe it was Trump's uh, inauguration. And he saw these people out with signs and he's like, what's the most ridiculous thing I could put on a sign just to be goofy out here? And he wrote down, birds aren't real. And one of his friends made a video of him doing it and it just kind of went wild from there. Uh, he wasn't necessarily proud of that sparking a movement, but he was kind of fascinated by it. Uh, one of his later videos got 10 million views on TikTok. And he said in the interview that he has been contacted about book and movie deals. Good, good for Peter McIndoe. We might not be able to get Peter McIndoe back on. Oh, no, I think that ship has sailed for multiple reasons. Even if we wanted to, <laughs> I, I don't know if we think could. think it's a wrap, but good for Peter McIndoe. I'm glad it's a bit, and I'm glad he admitted it to the world. I need to let you guys know about some very important news. The annual Met Gala was Monday. I'm sure you guys are I'm well aware. aware of this. I'm aware. I'm aware. Uh, it's, it's basically prom for celebrities, for famous <laughs> right. people. Yeah. So I, I need to give you guys just a, just a quick, you know, just some, some bullet points. Rundown. Some, some updates from it. Not a full rundown. There's so much more. There's so much. Like, it's another one of these weeks, like, after the Chris Rock, Will Smith slap, where I'm trying to find other celebrity news than that, and I can't. So it. Uh, is it Jared Leto or Leto? I think it's Leto, right? Jared Leto. Jared Leto, the movie star, uh, had an interesting accessory, you know, like how women will have a purse or a clutch or even a man might have like a small bag or something that they take with them. Uh, he brought a mannequin of his own head. Looked exactly like him, just walking around with his own head in his arms. Uh, Kim and Pete were there, of course, obviously. Um, and Kim wore a dress that belonged originally to Marilyn Monroe. And is valued at $5 million. Didn't fit initially. Kim went to try it on. And they're like, you know, we can't alter this thing at all. Like, you got to be able to fit into this or else we're not going to let you use it for the Met. And uh, she lost 16 pounds to be able to fit into that dress. And uh, Pete wore a tattoo that has uh, the letters representing Kim and all of her and Kanye West's children. That's how I've seen this. You got to put hands on her. I don't know if that was the right move there by Pete to get that tattoo. Yeah, you got to put hands. Kanye's got to put hands on him now. Russ, you look like you're just learning about this. One, we don't know it's a real tattoo. That's true. Two, two, that's weird. Three, I'm I'm a big Pete guy. You are. This one's hard to defend, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's not what I would have done if I was... Pete's PR team, I'd be like, dog, chill out. If I'm like, Kim. If I'm Kim. Hey, bro, calm that down. Yeah. Nah, nah, well, no, 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 no. Kim, Kim, no. No. Because part of, part of the issue is they've now invited all of this on themselves. Her being well, a big part of that. If, if, he, if this was an idea that he had, Kim's got to be like, hey, bro, that's, come on. Like, you maybe, it was, maybe it was Kim's idea. It, well, you're not helping things right now. Yeah, that, that doesn't help anything. 
You're going I agree with y'all. One more update. One more update from the Met. You guys, there was so much drama with (laughs) Billie Eilish and Cardi B, you guys. So there was a video, you guys, of Billie saying that Cardi was, quote, so weird, you guys. Okay? Okay. This went all over the internet. And people are like, is Cardi going to be upset about this? What's going on? But it turns out, you guys, that Billy was not saying that Cardi was so weird. She was saying that all these people, you guys, who were taking pictures of Cardi's butt, that they were so weird. Mm. So everything's okay. The Cardi-Billy drama has all been worked out. It's all right at Celebrity Prom. Let's hear what Cardi B had to say about this tone. And now... Tony Gill reads. Fellas, what's up? Mm-hmm. Tony Gill with glasses is back in the building. Feel me? You understand me? Hear me? <laughs> what happened to your voice? I just got to get deeper, real sensual sometimes. You know, late night, late night potting. Okay. So I know Russ. Russ got something lined up as soon as we close out. Up in oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, I don't. All right. Can I? Can I? Can I? Wait, wait. Before we go, because yeah, Tony go blasting it Eat the booty gang. Let's go. Oh my God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Jesus, Tony. If there's one thing, Tony go This this narrative about Russ Dorsey is that. He be out in these cities and wilding for the night, right? Mm-hmm. There's two things that Russ Dorsey don't play about. Mm-hmm. His job and his paper. And if I if I played around as much as people said the I same would. Thing? Correct. So isn't that No, they're not. They're, they're, they're not, but they are. They're not, but they are. They're not, but they are. I think so. They're it's not, only one thing. No, it's two things, Jason. There's two. But your job is your paper. Your job supplies the paper. Paper means money, right? My paper is money. Yes, Jason. Congrats. But my job is what I do for a living. I take Uh that very seriously, right? Because of the paper, though. Because it leads to paper, ultimately. Yes. Yes, But they're not the same thing. They're different. No, 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 no. They're they're independent of each other. Anyway, anyway, yes. I take both of those things seriously. I don't just come to these cities when they're playing around. Like I came to Miami and I did work, like real work, tangible I bet work that people that. Um, all right, the see, Jason, you don't help with this. That people <laughs> did work. that people are able to see, and you guys will be able to see the work that I was putting in while I was here. I don't need to see it. Whoa, I, I whoa, trust you. whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, you know can what? we hear what? Can you know we hear what, what Cardi B said about this controversy? Please, Cardi, save us. <clears throat> I hate the internet. <laughs> was that it? That was it. Can you spell that last word for us, Tone? Oh, sure. I N N A N E T. You stay in school, y'all. And finally, Russ, foxes in Washington, D.C. are getting out of control. We got problems. Oh, I, I mentioned see a couple of weeks. No, regular foxes, the animals. Tone. Just let me read the news, please. You remember I told you about the Capitol Hill fox, Russ? 
It was rabid yes. and it bit nine people. Yeah. They had to put it down. They had to euthanize it. They had to kill it. They killed its children. They found three fox pups in this in this Capital Fox's Spun den. block. Killed them too, man. Then so Monday of this week, a wild fox broke into the Smithsonian's National Zoo and went on a killing spree in the middle of the night. Killed 25 flamingos in one night. This fox was having a time, man, and also killed one northern pintail duck. So it, it sound, sounds like probably a really fun night for the fox, but the humans are very upset about this. Oh, payback. Payback. You killed the homies. You killed the homies. We got to spend a block on you now. That's what, now, what we going to do about it. We going to get punked like that? You you uh, kill my friend and his kids. I come in and kill your flamingos and a duck. It's like the wire. Never end in circle. You're always hurting somebody. Stop so the violence. The, the staff comes in early morning and sees all these dead flamingos. That's not a good way to start your day if you work at a zoo. Right. Uh, or at all. And uh, so all their all their everything has been up to up to code and has passed inspection and everything like that. But then that day when they went around looking for how did this wild fox get in? This was not a fox at the zoo. They found a fox sized hole in the metal mesh that encloses this habitat. So which I would think it would take a fox a while to pick through that. So this fox might have been playing the long game. If that fox comes back. I, I wouldn't advise it. It's going to be bad because. This whole area has been reinforced. They've put out live traps. They got cameras on this I- exhibit right now and infrared sensors. Like you, you don't want to try this again if you're the fox. Listen, man, the fox, they spun the block on your homie. So they're going to spin the block on him if he comes back. They look cute, but uh, they can, they're, they're acting up, man, in Washington, D.C. It's all fun and games till you get your head popped off by <laughs> the wildlife. People. words to live by <laughs> that's gonna do it for this week's episode of sports adjacent as always our lovely podcast is sponsored by the fine folks over at cheats and giggles use promo or go to sheetsgiggles.com use jesus no promo code no promo code. no promo code See, yeah, so that's, that's, yeah i'm like, so i'm so used like, to what's saying the promo code there's got to be a promo yeah. code every website ever that has a deal and a discount has a no. promo code no no, no. sheetsgiggles.com slash you have to remember it. they're making it so for you sheetsgiggles.com slash sa no none of this nonsense with a promo code Three percent off your next order your next purchase yeah. mother's day's coming get your mama some sheets the softest eucalyptus sheets money can buy she's gonna thank you and you're gonna thank yourself when she gives you that big hug at the end of the day um but in all seriousness some of the best sheets you will find best sheets around they're soft get softer as you wash them there are so many different colors uh, as jason said the heavy throw eucalyptus throw <laughs> blanket yeah uh is on sale it's back it was sold back. out comes in four different colors I'm definitely going to get me a heavy throw eucalyptus throw blanket. Um, and I'll pick one of the colors and I'll let you go, let you guys know how it yeah. is. But um, there are friends over there. They hook us up. They hook our, our listeners up and, and get, get you right. So please make sure you're visiting sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA to get 20, 23% off your next purchase. Gentlemen, you could before you we can outfit your entire anything you want them to know. 
you could outfit your entire bed at their website. And 23% off, they specifically wanted to give us a deal that A, had kind of a Chicago feel to it because 23, and B, was better than what they're normally offering with different discounts and promos. 23% off, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Tony, would you like to give one of your signature endorsements of their wonderful sheets? Yeah, all you guys thinking about getting your old lady some sheets and giggles, man, just do it, all right? Get soft so you can get hard, all right? Get soft <laughs> so you can get hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. I don't think they're going to put that on their packaging. <laughs> this is a hell of a wow. slogan, though. Hell wow. of a slogan. Oh, um, download this pod. Watch the videos <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, tell your friends about it. Continue to listen. Continue to support our lovely sponsor. Um, they're great. <laughs> we will. Damn, Tony, that that f me up. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.